Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison, a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and man, 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 oh man, oh man, oh man. Um, I don't have anybody here with me, so you're just going to have to listen to me uh, kind of go on. I, I, it's been kind of a weird week. Didn't get to, to do a reaction to the Falcons game. We'll get into all that in just a minute. But the big news, of course. Um, <laughs> and to be totally honest with you, I was asleep when this happened. Uh, so I woke up this morning and I saw these notifications going off. Christian McCaffrey coming to San Francisco. Um, the newest member of the San Francisco 49ers uh, traded from the Carolina Panthers, who are basically uh, getting rid of everybody, uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. They <laughs> they got rid of Robbie Anderson. I'm not sure how much of a big deal that is, um, but they did get some dra- draft compensation. And now they send McCaffrey to the Niners, um, second, third, fourth round picks in this upcoming draft, and a fifth round pick in the draft for the year after that. Um it's it's not a small compensation piece um, by any stretch of the imagination for the 49ers. Um, but um, when you look at it, when you look at the struggles that they've had getting the run game going um, so far, uh, consistently, I will say, so far this year, um, and putting themselves in a situation where they're able to be successful, um, this is a long-term move as much as it is a short-term move. Yes, I think they look around the landscape of the NFC and they see, eh, you know, Philadelphia's undefeated. The Giants are 5-1, and one, but are they really in the mix or is this just a team who's outperforming expectations? Some of the numbers seem to suggest they are. But then there's a lot of teams who are 3-3 three and three in that neighborhood. You know, the Niners are 3-3, three and three, the Rams are 3-3. Three and three. The Cardinals are three and four after their win last night on Thursday Night Football. Um, 
The Bucks are three and three. Um, the Packers are three and three. The Vikings are five and one as well. Um, they, there might be something there, but hard to tell at this particular juncture. So the, the NFC seems to be wide open, and especially the way the NFC West is going. The Niners are still in first place in spite of being three and three because of their division record. And if they, you know, take care of business against the Rams in two weeks, uh, which is is not the thing we need, <laughs> we're going to be discussing here, that puts them in the driver's seat to essentially potentially run the table against the NFC West. Which even if they win only ten games this year, if they somehow finish ten and seven, but they're six and zero against the division, well, that's uh, it's going to put themselves so put them in pretty good shape. Um, obviously they'll win the division more than likely in, in that case and they're in the playoffs and as they've shown in other times getting in the in the dance is really the most important thing we've talked about this before we talked about this last season when they were you know three and five and it's like well, what are they going to do um, and as we'll get into when we start when I start breaking down the 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 Chiefs game on Sunday um, this is um, the, the, a precarious situation where they could find themselves three and five again going into the into the bye or they could be four and four, or they could be five and three. It's it's hard to tell. But um, as for the McCaffrey thing, like I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot of draft picks to give up. But they just saw their division rivals basically have this same attitude about the picks. You know, we won't say exactly what the attitude about the picks is that's going around because this is a family show. Um, but <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, and I, I think they saw that they needed to make sure that they got a guy that they wanted to get that was going to improve this team. And the thing is McCaffrey's not a rental. He's under contract for two more years after this season. Um, they might have to figure out a different uh, salary situation for him. But to be honest with you, he's not, it's not restrictive in any way, shape or form. They're paying him only $690,000 this year uh, because of the way that the contract was restructured um, before the season with the Panthers it's right around 12 million for the next two years after that that's a lot of money for for a running back but if he proves to be the player that he has been at the at the best times of his career then I don't think anybody's going to think about it in any way shape or form um and if he helps them get into the playoffs and maybe you know win the Super Bowl this year or next year or, or something like that nobody's going to care whether or not they gave up a second third fourth round pick and a fifth round in in, in a year for him uh, and the fact of the matter is even though they didn't have a first round pick for for they don't have a first round pick for the next two years um, the Niners are a real glutful of third round picks which probably made this a little bit more palatable um, they're still going to have I think eight picks in the in next year's draft they're all obviously from the third round back um, but <laughs> to be quite honest that's where the Niners have done a lot of their best work uh, under John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan as a drafting team um, it's been those late round picks. The first round picks have been eh, fine. I mean, Nick Bosa, obviously notwithstanding. Um, but if you look at guys like Solomon Thomas and probably Javon Kinlaw at this point, you know, Mike McGlinchey, uh, decent to probably abject failures as first round picks, but, um, you know, between Nick Bosa and Brandon Ayuk, I think they're going to make good on it. And, and I think there's, there's a lot to be said for, for players like that. And, um, so we'll see. Uh, and then of course, Trey Lance will will be what he is but I'm excited um to get McCaffrey in the building there's also some conversation that he might be able to get up to speed at least a little bit so he can play on um on Sunday against the Chiefs obviously it's very last minute as I'm recording this on Friday morning um pretty sure he left uh Carolina early this morning and was flying out to San Francisco or to Santa Clara sorry to uh to meet up with the team and 
Um, I imagine that Kyle Shanahan already had some thoughts about how he wanted to use him before they even bothered to make the trade so they could think about how they could utilize him as soon as possible. But it, it could be a uh, the, the speculation is there could be like a red zone package that he's a part of or, or certain packages that he'll be able to get in where he'll know exactly what he's what he's meant to do. Um, but, the, but the fact of the matter is this is not a, a move for this week. It's not a move for next week. It's a move for the rest of the season as this team hopefully begins to to take shape, gets healthy, puts themselves in a situation where they're now a, potentially one of the most dangerous offenses in the NFL. I mean, they're not the Bills and they're um, in that regard, but um, they have playmakers probably unlike anybody else in the NFC. I think that's fair to say. Um, so excited to see it. Um, of course, the, the major intrigue now is what what jersey number is is old old CMC twenty two going to wear? Um, twenty two currently taken by Jeff Wilson Jr. and his college number from back in the day in Stanford. Which, by the way, did you know he went to Stanford? Just be ready for that. <laughs> that that's coming. Um, he wore number five at Stanford, and that obviously is taken by Trey Lance. So um, I don't know. We'll see. That'll be interesting. Maybe he'll pony up some cash and, and dole out some money to, to Jeff Wilson, or maybe he takes whatever numbers are, are left. Not a lot of 20s left on the team. I think 21, which is, of course, Frank Gore's number, the only number that's left in the 20s on the team. Uh, my hot take is that, I, you know, there's only so many numbers that they can use, and if he has to, you know, wear 21, I'm I'm thinking as he has the, the chance to be the, the single most talented running back the Niners have had since Gore left, wouldn't be the worst thing. Might, might, might be all right. Um, but we'll see how that goes um, over time. But, yeah, 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, welcome to uh, the Niners, my man, and hoping many good returns. Um, and Panthers fans, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am. I, I really am. So, anyway, um, that's the good news. Uh, I, I think this will be really interesting to see how Kyle Shanahan utilizes him. Um, he's obviously a, a big, um, a big receiver out of the backfield type of guy. He's one of the only only players in, in NFL history to have who've had a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing. That was a couple of years ago. Obviously, Roger Craig from the 49ers, the first to do it. Um, and uh, the, it, it, it's been a rough go for 49ers uh, running backs um, this this season. And so, um, so far, he's been uh, McCaffrey has looked to be rounding back into his old form uh, this year. And I think it'll be interesting to see how how they're going to use him, I think, obviously, as a pass catcher, obviously, as a running back. Um, and then, you know, as Elijah Mitchell starts to come back and with Jeff Wilson still in the in, in tow, um, I think it'll be good. Um that is is what we're looking at at this particular juncture. So, um, all right, didn't get to talk about the 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 loss to the Falcons on Sunday, um, so I'm gonna say very few things about it. It was not good. Didn't like it. Um, <laughs> would prefer that they not do that again. Um, obviously, it, it was just a matter of lack of execution in a lot of cases by certain players. Um, I don't think the offense played all that particularly poorly. Um, they just didn't score enough points, and some of that came down to just key miscues at the wrong time. You know, you talk about the Ray Ray McLeod drop, you talk about the Charlie Warner drop, you talk about the penalty. I, mean, I would like to use air quotes in that particular case uh, on Jake Brendel on that long pass to, and to Brandon Ayuk. Those things hurt, and they made all the difference in the world. And then obviously you add in the the fumble and recovery for a touchdown uh, with Jeff Wilson and. Um, that made that was the difference right there because if you remove that 
who knows if they do anything with the ensuing uh, if if they hold on to that ball who knows what happens on that drive but if you take away the fumble and you take away that touchdown well suddenly it's a different game because it's only 21-14 with the Niners having that ball late in the game and that changes the whole structure of of everything late in the game I think the Falcons offense was efficient um they didn't do many incredible things but um you know they did enough in that in the end that was that was the the way it, it worked out um, unfortunately, the uh, 28 points moves the Niners into second in defensive scoring on in the, in the league so far this year. I don't like that number. 89 points is not the number that the defense is actually allowed to this year. We've talked about this a lot. Um, they didn't give up any points technically to Seattle in week two. Um, they only gave up, what, seven points? Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, whatever the, the number was. One, two scores to the Broncos in week three. Um, they, they allowed all the points against the Rams, all nine of them. Oh no. Um, all the points against the Panthers, but they, again, only give up 21 points this week, which was still above their average. Uh, they're still sitting at under a hundred points allowed so far through, um, six games. That's not too bad. Um, and they're still first in, in offensive yards allowed. Again, the Falcons were not particularly effective in that regard, but you know, they did, they made plays when they needed to. Um, we could talk long and hard about the the difficulties that the team has had with running quarterbacks. I think that's that's overblown because I think everybody has difficulty with a quarterback that can get outside the pocket. They just create matchup problems. That's the problem. That's the issue. That's why they're difficult. Um, that's why the Niners drafted Trey Lance. Um, and the fact of the matter is, in spite of the efficient running attack from the Falcons last week, who uh, ran for what 168 yards. Um, uh, against the Niners defense they still are in first place uh, in the NFL ranked first in the NFL in uh, yards allowed on per attempt um, averaging just 3.3 yards per uh, attempt in again again allowed so far this year so again um, it wasn't a great game you kind of saw it coming when the the Falcons jumped out to that lead um, it seemed like the Niners might have enough to to kind of get back into it but the offense just kind of shot itself in the foot too many times you know, if McLeod catches that ball, he's probably in for a touchdown. If uh, Warner catches that, catches that ball, they have a better opportunity to score. So they just got to clean up those mistakes. Um, and frankly, uh, the idea is that someone like McCaffrey, who's coming in now, takes some of the the shoulder, some of the 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 weight off the shoulders of, of a guy like um, Ray Ray McLeod to be that big of a part of the offense, or even Charlie Warner. Um, I don't know why Kittle is not out on that route, but that's neither here nor there. So. Anyway, um, that is the Falcons game, and again, the less we say about it, the the, the better. Um, of course, the overall issue is that this, that's a game the Niners should have won, and I think we look at all three of their losses so far. It's to the Falcons, the Broncos, and the Bears. Three teams that are like, eh, or worse. Uh, the Bears are worse. I think the Broncos are worse than eh. I think the Falcons are, are as we talked about last week, pretty feisty, um, and you know they're in play in that in that NFC South division weirdly um tied with uh, the Buccaneers for first place at this particular point in that division the Saints aren't as good as we expected and obviously the Panthers are um vying for the first overall pick so um yeah i mean it, the it, losing to this Falcons team with the offense the quality of offense that they had i don't think it's as bad as it looked coming into the year um but losing to that Broncos team because of the ineptitude they got at quarterback um well, really both sides in that game and then losing to that bears team in week one was it's gonna it's it looks bad and you just hope it won't come back to haunt you 
later on in the season. Lots of winnable games left, um, as we'll talk throughout the rest of the um, podcast throughout uh, the season. But um, before I transition into uh, the preview for the Chiefs game, I want to go ahead and take a quick break to take a word from our sponsors. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. All right, we are back. Um, all right, so the Niners uh, get a home game against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. It's a rematch of the last Super Bowl in normal world, um, <laughs> as it were, uh, back in 2020, uh, February of 2020, right? You know, weeks later, the the United States started getting hit with COVID-19, and the world has not been the same since then. So we'll just blame Kansas City for, for that. I think it's their fault. Um no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously, a, a very strong team. They sit at 4-2 and two, um, after a, just an outstanding uh, game against the, the Bills last Sunday, even though they lost. 
Um, they're putting themselves in situations. They're, they're the best offense in the NFL per scoring uh, in scoring points so far. Um, they've, they've scored 179 points already. Uh, now, of course, the Niners have only given up 89, um, and but they've only scored 122 themselves. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of shakes out um, in, in the matchup. Before um, we get any further into things, um, I did want to take a look at the injury report situation for both teams. I'll start with uh, the Chiefs, which is abnormal. We usually start with the Niners and see how, how they're doing, but I happen to have the Chiefs information right here in front of me. Uh, and so I wanted to, uh, to start with them. Uh, the, uh, the names on the list are mostly non-issues. It looks like at this point, um, it's, uh, you know, Michael Dana, a defensive end didn't practice on Wednesday and was limited on Thursday. He has a thigh injury. Um, Rashad Fenton, a defensive back has not practiced with a hamstring injury. Uh, Joe Tooney, uh, the guard, uh, didn't practice on Wednesday, but did on Thursday, um, limited. So we'll see how that goes. Brian cook, um, uh, safety limited, but then was full. And then, uh, Ladarius Sneed, Harrison Butker, the, uh, kicker, McCole Hardman and Trey Smith, um, were all, have all been full practices in spite having injuries coming in to the game. Um, so that's, that's not, it's not bad news necessarily. Uh, for the Chiefs, um, of course, uh, Hardman, the uh, wide receiver, would be the most notable name on the list. But them being down potentially two guards would be something to note, although it looks like Trey Smith will be good to go. Um, but Joe, Th- Joe Thune's, um availability will be one to watch heading into this game um, against the 49ers uh, because uh, that's what you're going to want to look for in those particular cases. Um, so that's that, not a... a massive list for the Chiefs. The Niners, of course, continue to have na- a massive list um, at this particular point. Um, so looking at this, uh, Eric Armstead continues not to practice. I'm really wondering if the team wishes they had put him on IR at this particular point. Hopefully by next week, he'll be ready to go. Um, with that foot and ankle injury, he has not practiced yet this week. Uh, Talano Hufanga still making it back from the concussion protocol, although he seems to be trending in the right direction. Haven't really seen what's going on with him. That's concerning, of course, because he passed the con- concussion protocol to get into the game, uh, back into the game on Sunday, and then couldn't practice and couldn't pass it on Monday. So not super great. Um, and then uh, Mooney Ward uh, continues not to practice uh, with that groin injury. Um, no real indication necessarily about whether or not he'll be able to play. Obviously, uh, it is to his benefit that he's playing against his old team, so a, an offense that he's pretty familiar with going against in practice. And so it may be that a situation where he doesn't have to practice and he'll be okay moving going into the year. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, good news, of course, is that Jason Verrett seems to be on the uh, moving, trending in the direction as far as being added to the active roster. Um, that would be nice, especially if he's able to play, uh, the Niners don't have to run out, uh, you know, no disrespect, but Diamador Lenore and, uh, Sam Womack and, uh, sort of second level Ambry Thomas, Dante Johnson against, against this, uh, Chiefs team. Um, Nick Bosa, Samson Ebicom, uh, Drake Jackson, Mike McGlinchey, uh, Jimmy Ward and, uh, Trent Williams have all been, were all limited on Thursday. Um, but they have been limited throughout this week. So it's good news that they're moving in the right direction. It seems like they're all going to be good to go on, uh, on Sunday. And this may just be sort of precautionary, like hold them out, make sure everything's okay. 
with Ward, it's obviously just making sure that he's comfortable playing with the with the the club on his hand. So all good news there. And then uh, full practices for Demetrius Flanagan, Fowles, Tyler Croft, and Charlie Warner. Um, so that's good news there, as the the Niners need the depth in that particular case. Will be interesting to see if any of these players uh, succumb to um, the uh, getting cut before before the game on Friday or on Saturday. Uh, the Niners obviously have to add McCaffrey to their 53-man roster, and if they're going to pull Jason Brett up, that would also be another name to watch out for. But um, we'll see how that goes. So that's the injury situation uh, heading into the Chiefs game. A little bit of a better situation for the Chiefs, and of course they have Patrick Mahomes still, so there you go. All right, um, so let's look at it from this particular point of view, uh, kind of break it down in terms of a reason for optimism and a reason for concern against the Chiefs. Um, well, the reason for optimism is that um, the Chiefs' uh, defense has generally, up until you know this past week, um, struggled uh, to keep teams, uh, keep opposing teams out of the end zone. They are 24th in the NFL in points allowed. They've given up 149 points uh, in through six games. And wouldn't you know it, one of their lowest <laughs> points allowed was against the Bills uh, this past week. They gave up just 24 points. Um, it is their uh, th- tied for their th- third lowest points allowed total um, so far this season. They gave up 21 to the Cardinals um, in week one, uh, 24 against the Chargers in week two. Those are both wins. They lost to the Colts when they gave up 20 points um, and only scored 17. Uh, they lost. They beat the Buccaneers but gave up 31 points. They beat the Raiders but gave up 29 points. And, of course, they lost the Buffalo Bills and gave up 24 points. So this defense can be scored on, um, and especially if the Niners can figure out a way to get McCaffrey into the mix and really just continue to spread the ball like they did against uh, against the Falcons. Brandon Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel and George Kittle, all with seven-plus catches on the game. And if they can continue to do that, get it to those guys, if McCaffrey can feature at all, um, open up up the game, uh, hopefully get their... their uh, their situation improved in terms of of that um, number. Uh, so so this team, this Chiefs defense, uh, essentially is what I'm what I'm trying to say is they can be scored on, and the DVOA numbers back up some of these things as well. They are 28th in the NFL in defensive DVOA, 8.6 percent. Remember, on defense, you want that number to be negative. Um, so they are a pretty big discrepancy in terms of their offense and their defense, and we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, but their defensive uh, DVOA is um, is troubling, which means that they are they can be scored on, um, and it's it's uh, something to to definitely pay attention to going into this game. Um, normally, under under the healthiest of circumstances, you would have said, well, that really works out in the Niners' favor because the Niners' defense is strong enough that they might be able to to kind of hang in there with the Chiefs and and keep them under control. Um, and the, the Chiefs defense may be struggling a little bit more than you'd like to see from a Chiefs perspective. Um, and so in that case, it's it's not what you want um, if you're a Chiefs fan. But um, that would be a reason for optimism. If the Niners can continue to move, and I think they were still, we talked about last week about them needing to, to grab on to the opportunity that they had um, with the, uh, in the in the game that they played against the, the, the Panthers and really continued to 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 see an uptick um, on offense. And I think they did against the Falcons. I think it's a little misleading um, because they didn't score a lot of points because of some 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 errors on the opposition team. And that's not great. Um, 
But I think the, the offense is certainly trending in the right direction. I think the spreading the ball out is great. The, the running game obviously needs to get going. And um, it will be, uh, it, it will certainly, if they can, if they can do that, if they can get the running game going a little bit more, and obviously it wouldn't take a whole lot to get it moving even the smallest bit more against uh, than they did against the Falcons, where part of it was they just got down early and they didn't have a lot of opportunities, but they just never they never really got moving in that in that regard. So something to watch out for for sure. Um, and this Chiefs defense may be the team to do it against. Um, again, struggling overall um, in in that regard in in terms of just overall just keeping teams out of the end zone keeping teams from scoring points of any kind keeping teams from (laughs) from from doing anything uh they are significantly better against the run than they are against the pass per dvoa they're 13th in the nfl in rush defense um and 28th in pass defense so maybe the maybe doing what they were trying to do last week getting the, the the passing game going is is more the the, the speed but we'll, we'll kind of see what what Shanahan does but I think the Niners offense may be good enough to keep them in this game if the defense can continue to can can kind of have a bounce back game a little bit and not get so um, frustrated they are they do continue to be the best team uh, in the NFL defensively in terms of yards allowed so that's good um, so this is going to be a test for sure and um, that leads spectacularly into the the reason for concern and the pretty easy thing to keep in mind there is that while the Chiefs may be struggling on defense, uh, they continue to be one of the best offenses in the NFL. And so that is something to watch out for, uh, for sure. They're um, first, as I mentioned, in points scored, having scored 179 points so far this year. And uh, per DVOA, their offense is second best in the NFL behind the Bills, 18.2% on the in that regard. Um, so that's that's good. <laughs> um, so that's going to be something the Niners are going to have to watch out for. They obviously know how tricky Patrick Mahomes can be. Um, they're they are going to have to be really um, on their game. Uh, and I think having Nick Bosa back, I think having. Uh, uh, maybe getting Charvarius Ward out there for a full game that will help. Um, but man, uh, this Chiefs defense or this Chiefs offense, it, it can be held down. The Bill, the Bills did it, um, and obviously they have the best defense and the best offense in the NFL right now. Um, but they, the if the Niners can find a way to sort of contain this Chiefs offense, then they should be in good shape. If they can't. Um, if the, if the chiefs get out there offensively and just run over them or control the ball or whatever, I'm, I'm concerned the Niners offense when it's a little too one dimensional, won't be able to, to keep it going. So, um, yeah, which, which leads me of course, to the prediction for the game. Um, I'm a little concerned about this one. Now, the good news is I think this game is less important than the game that's coming up next week against the Rams. Again, like I said, the division record matters in this particular case because the NFC West is on a little bit of a down slope for this year, for sure. Um, but I, I I think there's a, a better likelihood they lose this game and win next week against the Rams. And so that's what I'm going to say. I, I think it's going to be a close game, as, as Vegas seems to predict. So I, I could see something like, you know, 31-28 Chiefs um, where they, they win in the, the, the last seconds of the game and, and the Niners get their, their poor hearts broken again against this this team. Um, but uh, I, I think it's a any 
either team could win. I think the Niners are going to have a nice spark with this McCaffrey news and starting to get players back and they're getting healthy. I think it's going to be a closer game than the two performances from last week might indicate. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping for. So <laughs> good, good news all around. All right. Um, well, thanks uh, as always for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. As always, check out Niner Noise for all your latest 49ers news and analysis, including all that sweet, sweet Christian McCaffrey content. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And of course, share it, share it with all your fellow 49, 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. <laughs>